Okay. And there has to be a better way than the clap. A better way to what? To no. sync up. The clap is honest. The clap is a long revered tradition throughout the world, I would say. Throughout all of podcasting. I mean, okay, Gabe. Go ahead, Gabe. We could, no, no. Look, Gabe said it. Gabe can be on the spot. Gabe, what's better? Go ahead. No, I didn't say I have a better way. I said there has to be a better way. I'm saying that the evolution of clap could be of the clap could be tracked with the evolution of civilization. Well, no, the evolution of the clap can be tracked just, you know, through genetics and biology. That's true. That's actually entirely true. Yes. Yeah. Well. Is there a reason it's called that? I, you know, I feel like it's probably a physiological reason and I've never been brave enough to look. Yeah, I'm brave. Oh, sorry. Are you going to Google it now? It's a reference to the French word clavier, which means a brothel. Oh, really? That's kind of... That's actually... All right. Well, well, with that, uh, so I've had a a listener request. Okay. What's that? A, A listener has reached out to me. So this is something that I am doing for a listener. This is someone that I have invited for a specific listener. I have a guest here, and he has something he wants to sing for us. I don't want. I don't want this to happen. I already (laughs) know what this is going to be. Should all the acquaintance be forgot? Happy New Year, everybody! It's Victor Honey Process. I'm here. I've been very busy since the start of the New Year. I haven't had a chance to stop and celebrate, and I want to celebrate with y'all. I mean, you guys. That's that's what I would say. Being from the north, you're just very late. I, I, you're late. Do you know what today's date is? Well, it's, I believe it should be like, uh, let's see, January seventh. Mm, yeah, yep. give or take, yep. close enough. Well, yep. I've been, dr- I have been drinking quite a bit of espresso because I've been very, very busy. Well, if anything, drinking that much espresso should make time move faster. So you really should be like overshooting the date, not undershooting. Oh, but you see, I have not been sleeping, so the days have blended together. Still, time moves faster when you're on a lot of coffee. I'm just saying. Mm, that depends on your specific mental illness cocktail. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know how coffee affects the flow of time for me. I just know that it makes my skin feel like it has a thin layer of sweat on it that's different from other types of sweat. If I drink too much of it. <laughs> There's sort of like a film. So, so what have you guys been doing in the new year? Huh? Huh? What have you been doing? What are you up to? Uh, I'm just very busy. A lot of, a lot of different things going on all at the same time. Hmm. You you started to do anything new? Anything like that? Yeah, some new music stuff that's trickling out soon. That's the main oh, thing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Follow Lorenzo and Co. on Instagram, everybody. Well, it's LNZO and Co. because there's some baker that owns the full one, but whatever. Not that I'm mad or anything. Oh, you mean like Enzo, the baker? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> the baker! The name it's Lorenzo good, good always movie. makes me think good to this day flick. of uh, there's an episode of Hey Arnold where there was a kid named Lorenzo who had light up shoes, and everyone was really into the fact that he had light up shoes. And I think of that every See, time I, I hear think, the name Lorenzo. I always think about the Godfather, about Enzo the Baker, specifically. The guy who comes to help out Michael when his father's, you know, recovering from the attempted hit. He tried to whack him, didn't quite whack him. The now, Godfather is on the long list of movies that I should see but haven't seen. And it's also on the other list of movies that are about Italian guys trying to kill each other, which seems to be like a whole genre. So, I mean, it's the... <laughs> yeah, because this is, the, it's the mafia. Yeah, I just do want to say, Gabe, you can come over to my house anytime. If you just give me like three days notice, oh, I will make a spaghetti and meatballs and watch The Godfather. Okay, this now, is John's okay actually, now I'm kind of into it. <laughs> yes, no. Chris, if you want to do that, then I will make chicken and turkey meatballs. Okay, John, what have you been doing this new year? Goodbye, Victor. Bye-bye. No, no, Victor's still here. <laughs> but uh, I also would like to know what John has been doing in this new year. You know, I have... Uh, been you know i got a new job recently and i've been realizing that there are a lot of things that i have needed for a while 
that I have been like, no, that's too expensive. I'm not going to get them. So but I've now you're building... rich. I'm not rich, but I am comfortable <laughs> enough that I can get those things. So like I've been trying to like build up my stock of like good like tools and items to have around the house. So like I just got myself a, a really nice apron. Uh, Let's that's go. Gonna, that's shipping soon, and I'm very excited about that. But I've also you know just been kind of like trying to return to my roots and like making food from scratch and stuff like that. Okay, I'm ready to talk about it now. I'm ready to tell you what I've been doing in the new year. Okay. This has been something new for me. I have been getting involved in activism. Okay. This is an interesting thing. Going to a lot of a lot of protests and demonstrations. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we were in a FISA headquarters the other day. Oh no. <laughs> Because I'm an anti-vaxxer. Okay. <laughs> this is a plot twist. I'm not having that. I'm process. not having that energy on this show. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. Ask, ask me what I mean by that. What do you mean by that? I, I, because I tend to slow my words, so you may have heard something that I didn't say. Okay. Sure. It sounded like you said anti-vaxxer. Oh no 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 no! I I don't fuck with those guys. I am dosed the fuck up. I am set because I'm going to be in crowds. I'm going to be protesting big pharmaceutical companies. I need to be safe. Okay. So I am an anti-faxer. Oh, you, when people insist I really that need Pfizer. I really need Pfizer to stop using paper records. Oh. It's just, okay. It is out of control. We have got to save this environment and corporate responsibility is the place to start. Individual action isn't going to do it. That's the word from Victor Honey Process. Well, thanks, right. Victor. I have a little fun anecdote about things that should switch to paper. Oh, and tell me about that. Wait, switch to or from paper? Because I don't know if we can be friends. From. Sorry, from. From. Okay, thank you. Thank All you. All right. But, uh, well, mine is the thing that, the big thing that happened that we did have definitely not talked about on the show was that on Christmas Eve, I went to the ER, which was great. Oh, yeah, that's Just sucks. real great. Real great stuff. Oh, yeah, John John messaged me about that. I wanted to send you coffee, but he, he said it might be important <laughs> maybe yeah maybe a little bit anyway i'm good now so nobody worry but were, were i like you got good really excited too? or were you i thought in that... a way yes i got diagnosed with a thing i was diagnosed with a thing that the side effects of it or the symptoms of it are and i quote will feel like you're having a heart attack so oh god that was That's... pretty much what it was that sounds really so you got diagnosed with drinking too much espresso as well no, it was <laughs> oh. much more actually serious and not, well, I guess I don't know if it was self-induced or not, but anyway, so there was that. But anyway, the the thing I was going to was I've been lately super excited by the fact that I found out that my area is eligible for like the USPS thing where they tell you what mail you're getting and when, just uh, like yes. normal mail, except for now I'm not into it because I definitely got the email and I looked at it and it was like, your ER bill is on the way for sure, bud. <laughs> it's like... Because they send you like a picture of all your mail, and so the picture of this is like the name of the hospital I went to where my parents live, and then it was, and then I was like, "Oh, cool! I'm so glad I have this to look forward to." Thank you, USPS. <laughs> anyway, you see, that was a fun time for me personally. Again, this is John speaking. When I went um, to the ER, okay, cool. No, no, no. no. <laughs> USPS informed delivery. There was a period of time where I had paid a bill. I had settled a bill with the gastroenterology people, but they had already sent it to collections at the time. So it kept bouncing back and forth between collections and these people. And I kept being like, Hey, I already paid this check with your billing department. And they would, uh, while I was on the phone, I would like call them every time I got this bill in the mail and they'd be like, Oh, okay. And then three weeks later I would get it again. It I was think, just, Hmm. Ooh, it that was feels awful. like something that shouldn't happen. I feel like there should be, you, you'd think that every time you pay a bill, Collections should be forbidden from calling you for X number of days, and it creates a buffer. And then this well, way... Well, they kind of are. I guess they kind it of are, actually, in a sense. It is actually kind of how it works. So. In the yeah. sense that if you... Which is why which is why I would always be like three weeks after we had the phone call that I would get another call, because they had just been too lazy to update their records. Should we do the show? Yeah, I yeah. guess we should do a show, yeah. Oh, well, I, I guess this means it's time for me to say goodbye 
Maybe I'll come back in another two years. <laughs> yeah. I, two years you know, would not be long enough. You know, it's... You know, I was expecting I would be back after the pandemic was over, but here we are. That's just how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. It surely seems that way more and more. Uh, yeah. Hey, fuck Joe Biden, am I right? Whoa, okay. Whoa. Let's get a real fucking leftist in office next time. That would be ideal. With real New York values. Oh, okay. <laughs> None of this Eric Adams bullshit. Yeah, we should elect the big apple to be president, like just a huge apple. Apples are notorious. A giant for apple. They're left values. I'm out of here. Bye. That was weird. He just jumped out the window. Yeah, I didn't hear a single noise like he did. I no, mean, the win- the window was open. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Understandable. You know, it's I've, I've been baking stuff in my house. It's very warm in here. So okay. Leave the windows open. Oh, yeah. John, you're first. I am first. Okay, here we go. In the lead-up to World War II, Mussolini attempted to ban pasta because he wanted to lessen Italy's dependence on foreign imported wheat. Oh, man. (laughs) Attempted. Attempted because you could never pass that in Italy. Are you kidding me? People would riot if you banned pasta in Italy. Okay, but what was their, like, okay, here's the immediate thing that comes up. What was the alternative? Yeah, what were they going to switch to? Rice. I, I was, I, my next sentence was going to be, and if you say rice, I swear to God, I'll Literally lose rice. my mind. Literally rice, because rice grows a lot easier than wheat in most of Italy. Huh. And because, it, so he was trying to promote it initially, too. He had, like, a national rice day and stuff that he declared. Hmm. I don't, okay. I mean, Mussolini was, I mean. Was kind of crazy. Of all the dictators, he definitely was one of them. Yeah. He he was, yeah, him and Franco, you know. He definitely was. Yeah, like the loser ones that got bullied. Like, it's like the, it's just like the mantra. I've been watching a lot of speedrunning lately. There's that, there's a mantra that's like, of, of all the games, Dark Souls Tool. Two definitely is one of them. <laughs> like, it definitely exists. It's funny. I feel I've like also been, is that. I've also been back on a specific speedrunning kick that I've been on, which is um, the Mike Tyson's Punch Out series. And let me tell oh, you, yeah. the, the especially the first one, but all of them, the amount of stereotyping that goes on in those games, like. There is some borderline, if not explicit, racism. It is. I mean, why having it? seen pictures of those games, I would say there's some explicit racism. I mean, it's got it's got like three things going against it. It was made in what, like the 80s? Yeah, yeah like 80s 87. And 90s. I think 87. Unfortunately, I'll catch a fuck for this, but it was made by a Japanese company in the 80s and 90s. Yes, that's just kind of how it is. And then three. This is kind of separate of that. It has like a low pixel count, so anything you do that's already like a character issue just it's only just, gets worse. Yeah, the, it's it's like the lower the pixels, the higher the racism. <laughs> kind of, honestly, a, yeah, kind of. Here's a free fun fact that makes it even wilder. Um, the the char- the Russian boxer in that game, his name is Soda Popinski. Yeah, that's actually censored from the arcade games. His name is supposed to be Vodka Drunkinsky. Which is just, yeah, which is just real out there. Let me tell you, um, that's been my speed running kick that I've been on. I haven't been on any rice kicks because I, well, it's not that I don't like rice. I've just discovered I don't like white rice very much. Brown rice is better. I think. Mm. Brown rice is good, dude. I love brown rice. I remember when I told Gabe my brown rice thing, and Gabe lost his mind, as Gabe has like at least four times when I've just said a recipe that. Is just like a normal thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what things just impress me. That's the thing. I, I live in like, I live in like a specifically shaped bubble created by my own experiences. And anytime anything enters into it, I'm just fascinated by it. Although some yeah, but but like this recipe was like you should take. It was like Gabe, you should take chicken and like chunk it up and and put it in a skillet with rice and broccoli and a bunch of broth and just like leave it alone. <laughs> Well, the broth like, and the skillet is what minutes. blows my mind there. 
because that it to is me a single skillet meal. I do like single, not utensil, single implement meals, like one pot meals yeah, of like any variety. One pot meals, one skillet meals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because or the other one I did, which was the you take a zucchini, you slice it all the way up, you put it on the bottom of a of a oven safe skillet, you put like bone and duck thighs on top of that, you put that in the oven, you forget about it for like twenty five minutes. Because <laughs> I think you like so, duck more than anyone I know. Because I, mean, I, it's I guess like it's because closest, you have it's to. It's literally eat. the closest I can get to red meat. Yeah. Duck is friggin' fantastic. I had miso seared duck at a brush in downtown Decatur two weeks ago. It was fucking incredible. Dude, You've spoken so, so highly of that place. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever, like... Duck is, is one of those animals that feels, like, too, like... Too close to, like, pets somehow. So Like, not in a way where I wouldn't eat it. But it's, like, too cute, almost. But then you actually look you know, at it. You know but that's only because like you terrible, see them in, right? That's what I was going to say. That's because you only see them in cartoons. Actual, like, yeah, ducks, ducks are, like... Awful geese. citizens. Yeah, ducks well, are like they, bottom tier bird, and I would know because I played that wingspan game once, and now I know all the birds. I'm hey, I actually, to play that tomorrow. I wouldn't. Okay, they're bottom tier in terms of feathers, but they have some pretty good brown powers. <laughs> yeah, this is this is wingspan. All I know is I played that game once, and according to the forums, I got a score that's considered extremely high, and so it's like, why Friggin would I play again? I eighty nine score. I like that. Chris's first move over. on winning a game was to look and see on the forums for that game. But like, how much should I win? Not only compared to my friends, but compared to everyone. Chris is for all my MMO fans out there. Chris is, is getting his wingspan parse. He's going to wingspanlogs.com. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how, I don't know if there will, if that Got joke will ever fall on non deaf ears, but he's that got that wingspan effort. deck tracker up. Yeah, exactly. He's got it's his just, wingspan. Well, I think I annoyed Bethany a little bit because, like, right after we were finished playing, I started just like, uh, just like analyzing which cards were good and bad and why I won and other people didn't. <laughs> just no, like immediately being like, got. yeah, that card, that card's actually terrible and that whole noted, thing is bad. Noted, re- noted. It's it's notable to say that this was the first time literally all of us were playing the game, and we oh, were thought, in a learning mode. <laughs> I thought y'all had played. I think I'm thinking of when, Taylor or something. When me and John and Bethany played it, it was the first time they had played the game. Yes. So First time ever. The plastic eggs in that game look to me like those chocolate eggs that come out around Easter, like the little ones. And those are so good. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to eat the eggs. But I'm not going to eat do, the eggs. Bethany saw them and was like, we have to get those Robin's eggs for Easter. We have to. <laughs> They're so good. It would be pretty fun if you played a game around Easter with a carton of Robin's eggs, and then every time you spent an egg to get a bird, eat the egg. you could eat the egg. It's like, we a, should, it's like a drinking game, but it's just candy. An egg it's a chocolate-eating game. We should yeah. talk about this fact. Well, so I was that was going to be... I had a segue where I was like, is the crunch made of... Is it rice-based? But no, I... Uh, so right, so it's rice that re- would replace the pasta. Is that part of this? Well, I, I could kind of see the angle John is going for, which is from my understanding of Italy. I don't think they grow a lot of grain; they just eat a lot of pasta, or at least I doubt they make enough grain to subsist the amount of pasta they eat. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah my understanding is that like the amount of pasta consumed in Italy is like not a stereotype; like it's actually genuinely that much of the food there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, Mussolini did basically try to just ruin what Italy was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, in that he regard, played on, I like, see it. All the stereotypes of, like, Italians as a way to, be like, try and motivate his people. And it didn't work, of course. But, you know, there was, like, this thought that, like, pasta made people, like, sluggish essentially and was why and was part of the reason why italy couldn't be productive on a world stage i tell you pasta makes me that was like some of the thought process there so i've been thinking that my default too much is to guess that things are true and this one leans outlandish enough to me that i i kind of want to be like i'm i'm going for the false on this one i think i want to say true because 
I could see it from a nationalistic standpoint. Uh, I could go either way on it. There's either like the nationalist stance that's like, pasta is our thing, so we got to do it. But there's also the one that's like, uh, do it here or don't do it at all. And so... Like, war is coming, we need to be ready, etc. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll say true also because it's fun. All right, I'm willing to go false and... These are our final answers. We can split decision. Final answer. Yes. Let's go. All right. Gabe is correct. This is false. What? Oh, you my bravery got is paid off. God, you there, got. There's got. just no way. It wouldn't even if you are. If you are Italian and you are Italian enough to be in charge of Italy. And you think to yourself, I'm going to get like, you wouldn't even get away with the thought of I can ban pasta. It would be impossible. So Mussolini didn't try to ban pasta, but he did try to promote rice. That is a thing. So there was a kernel of truth, a grain of truth in it, if you will. will. He was trying to promote pasta as an alternative to wheat. What actually happened is that another futurist who also had like a similar fascist party or sp- sp- kind of oh, the guy I just want to say I just want to say futurists are fun. They are yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, this guy started it was arguably like one of the people who started the futurist movement. He wanted to ban pasta. Well, I'm guessing cuz he's a futurist, he wanted to ban pasta cuz it like wasn't new anymore, right? That's what was fun about futurists. They'd be like, yeah. this isn't Partially. new. This sucks. And b- because it made Italian sluggish, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then he got banned because Hitler was like, modern art is actually a ploy of the evil, evil Jewish world order. Yeah. And then so it was a whole still thing. Think. Yeah, I guess, yeah. It, I guess it is. Yeah. Pretty so, much. Yeah, this is false, but Whoa, this is false, I don't know. Wait, not now, wait a second. Far okay. from the truth as you would well, think. Wait a second. He didn't ban it, but to my credit, I did find that he did raise the import fee on all grains. Huh. So like, that's not banning it, but like, that's definitely doing a little bit more than just discouraging. Okay. I I feel like that's a, I feel like you get like a half point for good intuition there then. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how else to measure it. Cause it's not like close enough to be like, Oh, we got to dispute this now. I, another quote that I like from the futurist guy is that uh, pasta is not for the ladies' man because no one ever gets amorous with a stomach full of starch. I don't know about that. <laughs> Italian restaurants are like a common have place not, that people have you go not on dates. Seen, have you not seen Lady and the Tramp? You tell me those those two dogs <laughs> weren't in love over the spaghetti? <laughs> Ain't no way, man. This is the die. <laughs> All right. Uh, should I do my fact? Do your fact. All right. I got a fun one, I think. Here's mine. There was a large study done that determined that you could figure out a female singer's favorite Disney movie. Now, let me give you some background on this study. So they did examination of phonic data, right? Mapping Mm -hmm. against it for profiles similar for other film and characters. And then analyzed that to see if that mapped directly to those singers' preferred character. So they did that and found it was a very close correlation, which then meant what they also tried was people that had like perfect pitch figuring out what people they would like based on listening to people sing. That's my fact. That was a study that was done. So your fact is that people they did this they, study and it's true. They did a okay, study so that people with perfect pitch can determine how much they're going to no, like. No, 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 no. That was just that was just like that was just icing on the cake. The, the main study was, like, based on, like, phonic data of, like, how a female singer's voice sounds, they could find a correlation to what they would feel is their favorite Disney character. So, and is Ari a Beauty and they, the Beast stan? Do what? Did, does Ari like Beauty and the Beast then? Oh, I don't know what specific people it would be, but this is, mm. like, that was what they said. And so what this icing on the cake was, Gabe, was once they figured out how that correlates they were telling people that do have like perfect pitch or were like singing instructors and to see if they could guess based on hearing people, if they knew like how, how to think about it. Uh. That's my fact. So just by listening to a singer, you can tell 
with pretty good accuracy what their favorite Disney character in one of like the the musicals is. Yes, mm. something this in the range of, of like something in the range of like eighty seven to a hundred percent. That's eighty seven to a hundred. Holy hell! I was expecting well, like I mean, obviously a hundred is like the statistical top significance. A hundred is the top bound, but it's like somewhere in the right. eighty seven plus. But I'm saying like wow. for it to be like statistically significant. It would it would not have to even be that much. Uh, hmm. This the mentioning singing instructors reminded me of something that's kind of tangential. But I watched a YouTube video recently while I was waiting for a towing company to come pick up my car that then didn't fit in the parking garage I park in. That was a fun day I had. Um, I watched a YouTube oh. video. Yeah. Did you, did you rip the wait wait wait? Did you rip the top of your car off? No, no, the parking garage that I park in has a really low clearance and my car is having problems. So I needed to call a, a, a towing company, right? Uh, but every time oh, I called so the, AAA and the they were like, my couldn't fit in, couldn't fit in there, right? Uh, and I, but I was waiting like an hour for the tow truck to come. And while it was coming, I was watching this video. And that video was a vocal coach reacting to... Like that song "Ginger" by Pisces or Pisces by. Oh, Ginger, I mean every rather. every single online vocal coach has a reaction to that song. Yeah, and <laughs> and the then wild they also part always was, have a reaction to at least they always have a reaction to that. Uh, the Devin Down- Townsend EMG video, and okay. one, any song by Spirit Box, they always have those three. And maybe as a bonus, the guy from Disturbed singing "Sound of Silence," but that like a. Uh, yeah, singing the Sound of Silence song when Disturbed Now, did what that. about Dua Lipa? Do they have any reaction videos to Dua Lipa? Not really. Probably. The main one, the only one I like is the... Uh, the the uh, Jacob Collier one? Yeah, the Jacob Collier one where he's like, see, microtones can be in pop music. <laughs> the thing that struck me about this video was that this woman was, by all accounts, like not someone who would have any practice doing like screams or growls or anything, and was just immediately like, Oh, that's really cool. This is how she does it and does it like that, just out of nowhere perfectly. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you should you should also start a band like this. Like what you have untapped potential. But that that's my fun story was that that's all I think of when I think of vocal coach now is vocal coach reaction videos. Well, it's because the fundamentals for all that screaming is the same as singing. It's just activating a different part of your voice. Like so doing screaming correctly to not like ruin your voice takes like extremely good proper breath control for singing yeah the way that she talked about this was actually really interesting where she said that what's being done there is like you have two sets of vocal cords and like one is being opened and one is being closed while you do that i it was actually a pretty interesting video like yeah that's called the false chord technique yeah that's so apparently that's what she does the person in ginger and there's like also the one that you told me about once where you just like vocal fry really really hard Maybe that is the same one. I don't know. No, they're they're different. Those, Most those of the two. women that do screaming and like those heavy bands are doing false chord because that's how they get low because their voice isn't low enough naturally to do like yeah. that tone. So they use the false chord. But like some men's fry is very low to the point that like false chord is useless and it depends. They could just do that. I would say like if I was going to compare it to like two bands, false chord is like Opeth growls. And Fry right. is like what, what BT Bam is is. Oh, like that guy is. Screams. Those are like those are extreme Fry. Yeah. Man. Tommy Rogers and BT Bams are a little different because he does something that I also like to do, which is he likes to do his. I don't know. I don't think there's a real term for it, but he likes to do his screams wet. Which is like is that? whenever he, whenever he screams, he likes to have like a lot of fluid in his mouth. Or something that's like really made him salivate or whatever. And I'm so the he's same a way. he's a saliva boy. Well, no. So what he actually does, and this is true, he actually drinks like blueberry fruit juice on stage usually huh. before he's before his screaming parts. And then when he has to sing normal, he washes it out, washes it out with water real quick. But, oh, I, th- I was gonna say, what if that's just because he likes the juice? But no, it's a thing. Like I personally really like drinking um, like apple juice. Like right before. If I really like cranberry juice, should I get into doing that? Should I get into maybe the real nasty boys eat like Skittles beforehand? No, all the to get all the sugar gunk in their throat. Yeah, I'm not joking. That's that is real nasty boys shit. God, 
Anyway, that was a really long tangent. No, that was, yeah, that started with <laughs> my tangent about vocal coaches because that went back to the original fact of uh, what was it that you can tell someone's favorite Disney character by their vocal tones, but it only works on women. Yeah, it was specific. Well, at least they only studied female female vocalists. Okay. Mm. Um, so who knows? Maybe, but because uh, if this is true, this is really cool because. I, I have a feeling that what the secret real correlation is here is like which one you're going to like the one best that you can like sing the best. And it's like correlated to whoever originally voiced the character, like what their vocal range is. But I don't know. What? Mm, what year was this? Mm. Did they do this study? Good question. Early 2000s. Okay. The early aughts, as they say. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to catch on or not. Yeah. So it's, it was it was after, like, the, you know, the 90s run of movies. Uh, so so your Pocahontas and... Uh, right, after the 90s Beauty run, the but before, like, Frozen. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it was before Frozen. Yeah. Oh, I just want to go ahead and say that the... Uh, Disney movie set in Colombia has now outsold Frozen in terms of song popularity, charts wise. Yeah, so, I good I, good for Lynn. This says a lot about how much attention I pay to Disney movies. I didn't know what country that movie was actually set in until today. I only even had a vague inkling because the name is in Spanish. I had no idea yeah, what the plot I mean, of the film was. So it's. I mean, I've been excited about it since it was announced. You mean there's not a country called Encanto? I do mean that. That one double hurts John because I actually can speak Spanish and he knows yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do know well, that. I do know that. Honestly, I would believe it if that's what the country in the movie was called in a fictional place. But apparently it's just set in the real place, Colombia. So. Yeah. yeah. And it slaps. It's a great fucking movie. Set in Gamecock country. <laughs> Gamecock country? <laughs> God know, damn Columbia, it. Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> Gamecock country. <laughs> 45 minutes from Augusta. I thought the joke was just that there's actually good whatever, that actual Columbia is Gamecock country. I didn't expect no. Columbia, no. South Carolina. Oh, me. oh man. John, what are, you, what are you thinking about this? What am I thinking about this? I think... Well, the other thing that I'm thinking about is that a lot of the female vocalists who were popular at this time were products of the Disney machine, too. It's also very fair. So, like, because even I mean, just... that's just, pretty true now. That's honestly very true right now. Just Britney and Christina. Let's just say that. Yeah, at that point, yeah, it would be that. I'm just saying, like, these things yeah. go in cycles because it's happening no, they, again. Well, I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's, it's always constantly happening because now you have Olivia Rodrigo. Before that, you had Miley Cyrus. And for a brief... You forgot Selena. Brilliant window. She's a vocalist? Fair. She does. But, um, it's weird. Her albums <laughs> what? Like, are popular. Revelation is so, so good. I'm so sorry. Like, that was, that was like, very mean. No, but I, her like, I half reggaeton you. album is so good, though. I mean, yeah. Also, there's someone else that I'm forgetting that's from Disney. Are you thinking of uh, Ali and AJ? And uh, Hillary Duff for a brief, beautiful moment. Well, well now Hillary Duff is uh, what is how I met your father or whatever. Yeah, no, no really? one on this podcast watches that show and is committed to it. I mean, I probably will, so it's fine. I don't oh, even like actually... the original, but I'm just I'm so curious what Hillary Duff is up to. I like I like the original a lot, and the thing is, Bethany really liked the show that she was on on uh, TV Land Younger. Hmm. Bethany liked, but, but uh, largely because Sutton Foster and Hillary Duff were both in it. And Sutton Foster is freaking great. Love her. Sutton Foster she's sounds like the name of like. So she's like a she's like a show tunes Broadway oh, kind of Zendaya. Gal. Sorry, Zendaya. Yeah, oh, but she's not a female actually, vocalist. No. She's a she's an actress. Uh, yeah, no, I I, I think I was just going more for like the famous people. Also, Demi Lovato. We forgot about Demi Lovato. No, they're, but but I was trying. They're to their own thing. One. Uh, Demi Lovato, they've got stuff going on. Yeah, I don't know what their whole deal is. Um, 
all I know is I was trying to actually remember what, like, you know, Disney product, like, famous people, when y'all were saying that before. But I Zendaya just completely skipped my mind. That was the obvious yeah. one I was missing. Yeah. I don't know why. She's, like, actually the most, certainly more currently irrelevant than, like, Hillary Duff, I would say. Who's someone who I remember from being, like, in elementary school. Depends on your generation, I would say, as to who's more relevant current. Well, no, it's it's Zendaya. It's Zendaya. That's what I mean. I was about to yeah, say, like, there's no way it's not Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah, I would say, I would say maybe people who are like a little bit older than me would view Hillary Duff like would would think would want it to be Hillary Duff and would think that she was more important to them in their lives. But in the current pop culture, yeah, I'm glad woman, she's absolutely Zendaya. I'm glad that she's still like in stuff apparently to be in like a How I Met Your Mother spinoff because like it's kind of depressing well, she... when child and like teen stars have no like future after that. Well, well wasn't, I mean, wasn't part of the reason she chilled out for a bit was she had a kid and was like, yeah. just, uh, like focusing do on it. that for a bit. Yeah, and then she divorced that kid's father. <laughs> yeah, but now that I think her kid is like school age. So yeah. Like, so like she could actually have a day job now. Yeah. Yeah. I got, anyway, what do you guys think about this fact? I was going to say, part of the show for me is like occasionally pausing and going, what was the fact again? And then remembering. Um, I, okay, my thing is that I believe this, but I think that the true, it's disguising some secret intermediate like correlation factor here. Like it has to do something with like, you like the Disney character, you can sing the best if you're a singer or something. I mean, that could be the reason. But that's but I, that's irrelevant I think to that's whether or not the they reason. did this study and found something. Okay, John, what about you? I I feel like this is actually something that could really actually be quite true and very practical because when I listen to albums that I listen to a lot in high school, I hear things that I'm like, oh, I've been incorporating that into my personal vocal style for years. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I go back and listen to, like, any song that Paul McCartney screams on, I'm like, oh, that's just, that's Dalai Lama right there. My vocal you know? coach explicitly made me unlearn those habits. <laughs> because I was really? trying to, I was accidentally sounding like Claudio, and it, it just doesn't, if you're not he in only, it, just you don't sound only Claudio like can sound. Yeah. I sound like he has like he has some very strange vowel choices that just don't work unless you're him. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. that's one way to put it. He's got some I basically very sound halfway films. between like uh, Paul McCartney and Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Mm, that's yeah. what I sound like, which works for me. It works for me, but end up with a little bit of Jimi Hendrix thrown in, you know. So I I am inclined to believe this is true. All right, so you both saying true. Sounds like it. No, nah, this is just made up. Oh, oh no! Oh, you had to do it to him. Oh my god! <laughs> you had to, it's the, that's the show is doing it to him. Yeah. No, I, and I have nothing to add to it. <laughs> There's the nothing to it. It's just it's just nothing. I I'm astonished because I genuinely thought that what it would be is just that people get attached to characters that they can sing like. Speaking of which. Uh, one thing that is difficult for me vis-a-vis the human desire to sing in the shower is that I like to listen to really upbeat music in the shower and one of the bands that I, everyone knows that I like is Dance Gavin Dance and their singer has like mm-hmm. a voice that his normal voice is like my falsetto and I don't even have like a super deep voice he's just a freak so I think of him whenever people talk <laughs> yeah, about he's weird a, vocal techniques he's a counter tenor counter tenor which is pretty rare to be a true counter tenor yeah it's it is the thing though it is a thing and you can watch him be a counter tenor while you're being trampled in a parking lot in vegas on october 22nd oh yeah that's yeah <laughs> they're playing and if i'm hey man hey we're going to that and if we're going to afford tickets to that we need to go to them's the ads i hear I am not a designer, but I definitely know how hard it is to find convenient software to do just about anything. The good thing is, for you designers out there, there's Canva Pro. It's a design software that makes design simple, convenient, and reliable. You can create what you need in no time, and it's jam-packed with time-saving tools 
that make anyone look like a professional designer. If you want to check it out, go to partner.canva.com slash ppn. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. All I'm saying is, you can't have something called When We Were Young in Vegas and not invite the killers, okay? Yeah, like, you that, can't. that actually drove me nuts, because they're, When You Were Young is literally the, ugh, how do you not? I don't know. Anyway. It's in their hometown. Yeah, I don't know. Gabe, do you want to do your fact now? <laughs> Okay, yes, and I'm glad that we've been doing so much music talk because I have a vaguely music-adjacent fact. Um, hey. I don't know how y'all feel about rhythm games. I love rhythm games, and specifically because I loved Guitar Hero 3 growing up. And my fact is that the first 100% full combo run of Through the Fire and Flames, which y'all maybe um, remember like 13 years ago, yeah, now someone's done it blindfolded. And that's my fact. I mean, okay, so I already somewhat believe this because I, I believe this, yes. because I was watching GDQ and I watched a dude beat Sekiro blindfolded. So like, <laughs> that's blindfolded I mean, runs of for the water, anything right? are so cool. The Man, Sekiro one was extremely cool. That the sounds like I the like, hardest one I've heard of personally. That one's fun because you like the audio in that game is actually correct and it like changes based on like menu items that you're scrolling through and also like when you throw things like what sound it makes tells you like where it hit and how far away so you can figure out your orientation and stuff like the this is really fun to watch is all for real yeah hmm. so it's pretty fun and also like cuz it you know if you've played that game which i don't know that any of you like played it a lot you could tell like I started it what, and never finished. You could tell what's going on by like what sounds the swords make as you like deflect and block. So the whole thing is just like listening to that, and then it does p- kind of become a rhythm game, which is kind of fun on some Man. Of the fights. <laughs> the first time that I played it, I never got back to it after that because I played it at a friend's house. But the first time I played it, I thought was this game is insane. I love this. Like this is incredible. It's a fun game. Yeah, I was really really impressed and just never got back to it. Maybe I'll buy it on PC. I mean, so when it comes to this, I mean, it's just memorization. It's kind of arguably the same as memorizing how to play something on actual guitar. With your eyes not looking at the fretboard. (laughs) Which, like, I have a bunch of songs that I can do that with. I have, like, three songs that I can do that with on guitar specifically, but, like, on bass, I can do, like, 20. That is actually an interesting way of putting it is that, like, there's, there's actually... The blindfolded aspect has more of an analog to actual guitar playing than the game itself does. Like, there's like, cause there's actually some relevance of just like, I can feel this. I know how far apart these things are, and I remember what order I'm supposed to press them in. And that's kind I of mean, yeah, matters. like Guitar Hero guitar is very not translatable, except for maybe the how fast you can do the wrist movement might translate a little bit. I think yeah. the even but like, I think the even drums but the, are but, the, but the muscle memory of it is dude. Even very... rock band drums are terrible to like actually learn drums. At least in my opinion. Well, to learn drums say, for real, I watched get, someone learn learn have drums one with off of a rock now. band kit, and he actually did okay. Also, they have one yeah, with it just cymbals doesn't translate. They have one where there's well, yeah, like I had I had Guitar Hero World Tour, which had the cymbals. The problem I had with that is I broke like three of the kick pedals. I broke. Oh yeah, no, I broke a rock band kick pedal. Yeah, I broke a rock band kick pedal. I think I, I was playing the like the song that had like really fast like it was like some like fucking deathcore song made by one of the employees of like the company that made rock band. And they just <laughs> put it in the game. And there was like these double kick pedal hits and I broke my I broke my kick pedal thing playing either that or maybe it was Panic Attack by Dream Theater. That song will break a kick pedal for sure. <laughs> You know, what happened to those games? They just, like, died. They're like Harmonics is still around. So, yeah, but, like, they, just, they like, made like a, They made, like, a fucking DJ simulator game where you could, like, mix stems of different songs. See, I've always wondered if part of their problem was they just, like, they couldn't catch up to what was popular in music, 
and they try with the DJ one, and it wasn't that great, and that was basically the death knell for it. No, not, but I'm not talking about DJ Hero. I'm talking about, like, there's a new one that came out, like, last year that's actually pretty I didn't know fun. about this. Harmonics yeah, from DJ Harmonics, specifically. Game. I never... Fuser is I'm just saying, what like, it's called. I'm just saying it's so interesting looking back that, like, there was this gigantic zeitgeist around it, and then it yeah. just, like... Like, if you think back, like, the Guitar Hero, like, Zeitgeist phase with Rock Band is, like, a four-year period. And Some of my like favorite a, games of all I would time, say like and they're just gone now. six-year period. There is, like, oh, wait, okay. One second. It lasted, it lasted, I would say, Guitar Hero 3 was, like, where I where I started to know people who had Guitar Hero. And yeah. that was freshman year of high school for me. And that, then World Tour happened, and then... Rock Band happened, and then Rock Band Beatles released when I was in senior year of high school. Oh, and that was, I thought so I that, thought the Beatles one was Guitar Hero. There's no, a, no, Rock Band. Be, no, there's Beatles Guitar Hero Aerosmith, which is a game I used to. Own. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. All right, the hardest. Wait, hear me out for a second. Hear me out for a second. Okay, Guitar Hero came out in 2005. Guitar Hero Two came out less than a year later. Okay, Guitar Hero Three came out. In, where'd it go? 2007, I, w- I would want to say. Yeah, and then and then Guitar Hero Aerosmith came out in 2008. And then it was dead. Like, yeah. literally, 2009, it died. 2009 was Beatles Rock Band. People were still playing it in 2011 and 2012. And then it... Okay. I'm just saying, like, isn't it wild to think back and realize that, like, Guitar Hero being, like, the highest selling thing you can think of was, like, a three-year period. And... It's, like they, yeah. they all they all came out in like three to four years and then it just like fell off a cliff and died. The the origin of this fact, true or false, is that my uh is that I've been on a kick of watching the people who play like currently, which basically all occurs on a PC game that's like open source based or like at least free called Clone Hero. That's just all custom songs. And people have just recharted all yeah, the Guitar yeah. Hero songs and all their own yeah, hard yeah. stuff. And I also remember like Frets on Fire and stuff like that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's Frets like, on Fire was great. You remember that, that would just, one if you're like a million years old? Like I feel like that would I just am chart now. whatever song you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Now, so there's just like a higher quality the, version of that now that's still played. Now the wrist, the the best rhythm game ever was Elite Beat Agents for the. Nintendo I remember. DS. I have a a full that was formed, the best game. Like ten year old maybe memory, like from when I was ten, not like ten years ago, of. Is that the uh, one that had like the wrestler mini game? I don't remember, but it was like uh, dudes in afros and suits, and it was like Osu. Yeah, it's basically what Osu was, but it was so. It, the reason Osu that one was awesome because it was on the DS. Yeah, and I remember playing that in like a Target, like on like the demo that they would have set up. I remember playing the Elite Beat Agents demo at Target while my mom was shopping and being like, this game's really good. Yeah, this is so wild to look at, like, the Wikipedia page for Guitar Hero and realize, like, it literally is, like, Origins and Development, 2005, and then it's, like, Decline and Hiatus, 2009, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, life comes so at I, you fast. I want to play this Clone Hero game. Do any of you have a Guitar Hero the guitar you would sell me? Uh, there's one in South Carolina. Oh, uh, I don't well, have one here. If you actually want to offload it onto me next time you're there, I'll buy it. Now, I my would other love thing that's fun to play some fucking Guitar Hero with I you know. guys. The Guitar Hero uh, World Tour or whichever one it was that had the full band thing. That World Tour. The, yeah, the key the guitar they had for that is actually like a great live band MIDI controller. <laughs> that's what James used to use. God for, for James Hunter and stuff. That's what well, that's I what mean, James used to use. Griffin McElroy wrote the beginnings of the Taz soundtrack on a fucking rock band keyboard. Yeah. Oh my I mean, god. They're, no. They are functional. <laughs> no, they're functional did. MIDI controllers. The reason the Guitar Hero one is so cool is because it's like a uh, it's like a twenty key key keytar, but it still has like the pitch modulator and everything on it. There was but a like, guitar? It's I, I literally there was like keyboard. it's just it's like the size of a like a it's a little bit smaller than like a a computer keyboard, but you you can wear it. So it looks really fun live because it's like, you know, like two feet long. Yeah. Are we both just on true on this fact? It kind of, it's kind of the impression that I got. I'm going to say true, yeah. I am also inclined to say true. This is absolutely believable. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. 
Absolutely, yes. I, I will link the video. It's not worth oh, linking now. I'll link it after we're done recording. But yes, uh, this has been done 100% full combo fucking through the fire and flames with a blindfold on. People have also done it like sped up. People have done it. Like wow. it's kind of like, it seems like now, like among the community that plays these, like the this clone hero game, like seriously, it's kind of like a rite of passage to like, that that's like the song a lot of the popular really good players like everyone has like what can i do with this one song and i feel like that's dragon mm-hmm. force's entire career now it's just being that fan that was on guitar hero yeah i feel the need okay before we end the show i just want to share that i've just heard that the new batman movie is going to be the longest ever standalone batman movie that's pretty sick, not gonna lie. How, how I'm, long was the... I'm very worried, though, because Dark Knight Rises was very long. The Dark Knight Oh, that's fair. Rises. Well, no, Dark Knight Rises is longer. Dark Knight Isn't it? Rises length. Uh, a little bit. Um, Dark Knight is 2 hours 32 minutes. Dark Knight Rises is 2 hours 45. Our, oh, boy. It feels way longer. Long? We're getting it a three-hour Batman. Sounds sick. What's like the... I don't... Three-hour Robert Pattinson Batman specifically sounds pretty sick. What's like the median movie length? Uh, Like a tight hour. For like, like adult a, movies. Like a, The median like movie an, length like for adult 100... movies, I would say, would be like between an hour and 55 minutes and two hours. So like two hours. Okay, okay. Because I was going like... to say like 130, to be honest. But maybe that's just me. Average film runs between 90 and 120 minutes. I would say two hours is probably about a median. Like, because, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of movies lately, as I tend to. But I would say, I would say I've, the the runtime I've been seeing the most has been between like an hour and 50 and two hours and 10. Oh, the actual runtime is out. Of of the Batman movie? Yeah, it's not just that it's the longest. They actually put the runtime out. It's 175 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you I'm just didn't the... say. You just said it was the longest. But, like, I, I was just putting it into perspective. It's 10 minutes longer than Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. So and It's still shorter than Endgame by, I think, five minutes or seven minutes. I mean, Avengers Endgame was, like, 180. 182. Right? Yeah. I was about to so say, I, just... I remember that movie. I remember people said, like, don't get a drink. <laughs> this, this movie long and then you and I both got drinks yeah that was so, a mistake I just looked up the but, two movies but I, had, that I, but I helped you because I you had, had run, run pee I yeah. had run pee and it told us when to go to pee yes that's thing. that's like a okay my dad told me about that website and I feel like that's the most dad thing to like tell somebody about it's the stop stop and pee or whatever it is the one where it tells you where you can piss if you're in the middle run of pee movie. pretty yeah. useful all right, you want right. to do a listener fact real quick? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, real quick detour. I was looking at the the site that told me how long that Batman movie was. I completely blocked my memory that Shaquille O'Neal was in a DC movie in like '97. Oh, Steel. Yes, I googled <laughs> Shaq DC movie and I got I Steel '1997. Yeah, I like. I forgot about Steel. <laughs> I, I forgot there was forgot. a period where we put Shaq in movies. Yeah. Oh, that's also, Shaq. The costume in Steel is, like, atrociously bad. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Let's do this listener effect. Um, uh, how about this? Uh, I think I know this, but I'm not sure I do, so we'll go with it. It's from James, actually. James said, During the filming of The Passion of the Christ, actor Jim Caviezel was struck struck by lightning. Then it says, Give a slight summary. This incident happened while filming the Sermon on the Mount scene, which is shown as a flashback. Uh, And then it says, uh, Jim, who was playing the role of Jesus, suffered other injuries during the shooting as well, including dislocating his shoulder from carrying the cross. Okay. Well, he probably got You ready hurt. for some You ready for some John Quinn lore? Okay, let's see. Right. I saw Jim Caviezel speak at a Catholic convention once. That's fun. Jesus in the, Christ. As part of the promo tour for no the Passion attended. of the Christ. I 
have never seen that movie, and it has never occurred to me to even unironically watch that movie. I mean, it's a pretty, uh, pretty good movie. Like, yeah, is it just, is it just like the story just, of Jesus? Like, what's the plot? Uh, yeah. It's it's Mel Gibson doing a pretty anti-Semitic take on the Passion. Yeah, oh, sweet! Much, I pretty should, fair. I, I'm gonna get a good chuckle out of this one, <laughs> man. Because that's the secret about like when you're Jewish, all of the it's like all of the anti-Semitic stereotypes are like so over the top that you're like, because I still experience like white privilege. I can kind of laugh at how absurd this is. Like, <laughs> I need to yeah, actually watch this All the Judas stuff is pretty bad <laughs> in this oh, one. Jesus All right. Well, at any rate, this is supposed to be a lightning fact, so I'm going to get... Uh, okay. I'm going to go true. I'm I'm just going to say I do not remember Mr. Caviezel referencing getting struck by lightning at this conference. So... I'm Okay. I'm saying no. I'm going to say true because I think I see this in memes on my Facebook, which is definitely a place that exists. Uh, my Facebook feed that is definitely exists. Of all the feeds, it, it is one of them, for sure. It is certainly one of them. So I think that's what's making me lean true, is I think I've seen this apocryphal going around, which may I may get burned because, you know, Facebook, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. It is. Da-da, it's true. You see, I knew he dislocated his shoulder. I didn't know about getting struck by lightning. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess God really didn't want it to happen. Or he just wasn't acting well enough. Mm. And he just needed that little push. Mm-hmm. God gave him that little bush push. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says not only, was, not only was Jim hit, but the assistant director was struck twice. Oh. So part of the reason I believe But not Mel Gibson. Was- they're no. saying they're filming the Sermon on the Mount scene, and I kind of imagine that they were literally on top of a mountain, which would ostensibly make it easier to get struck by lightning. But I don't know if they actually went to the top of a mountain to film that. I, I mean, here's at, exactly at least a hill. Here's this is an article from like when the movie was about to come out, and it says like. Passion has stirred controversy for months. Christian leaders and pundits who have attended its invitationally screenings have called it a masterpiece and praised its fidelity to the Gospels, while. Most Jewish organizations have expressed fears that the movie blames the Jews for Christ's execution. And yeah, yep. that's what I've heard about violence. it, is that it's it's a pretty, like, rough, you know... Oh, Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson is objectively movie. very, very oh. anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, man. That's wild. I See, this is why I know nothing about... Anyway, okay, uh, I'm just going to send a quick picture to the to the chat real quick. It has nothing to do with anything that we've been talking about. Okay. Except something from earlier. It, it has something to do with something we talked about earlier. I just wanted y'all to see this. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw that going around. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Th- we are a part of the Pocket Podcast Network. Um, there are a lot of other cool shows on the network, like uh, No Dice and uh, Sorted. And Green Mountain Mysteries is on a hiatus right now, so it's a great time to catch up. Uh, there's that word again. Hatois. Yeah. Um, our intro and outro music is Never Far by James Hunter USA, now known as New Weirdos. Check all their shit out, etc., etc. Well, definitely, I mean, you can use the New Weirdos name completely now because all the songs were ported to that name on all the streaming services oh so, they're like spotify and okay yeah it's a, it's got one landing zone now you can get all the hits and all the classics check it all out and uh yeah uh give us a review and all that good stuff on uh apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now i don't know it changes every week as far as i can tell but uh other than that until next time uh i'm chris i'm gabe I'm John. Don't believe everything you hear. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.